What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? All right, guys, a 33-year-old man from Santa Clarita revealed that he was able to save so much money by just spending $150 a year on food. He was allegedly able to pay off his student debt, buy a new house, and get married. And how did he do that? He got a $150 unlimited year-round pass to Six Flags, which includes parking and two meals a day. He said if you time it right, you could eat both lunch and dinner there every day. Uh, so, you guys think that this whole uh, $150 Six Flags pass thing is a good money-saving hack? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Why not? Wait, let me get this straight. You pay $150 and you get a year. entrance to the park and parking and two meals? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He saved a lot of money. He said he was able to get married and get a house, pay off all his debt. Straight cash homie is right. I wonder if Magic Mountain even knows about this. Like, wait, wait, our $150 a year pass gets you parking and gets you two meals a day. This guy ate twice a day at our park. Also seems like kind of a pain, you know, like you got to go, you got to park, you got to deal with crowds. Yeah, if you live around there. And plus, I mean, I'm sure they know about it. They got to do something to compete with Disney, right? That's uh, that's pretty unbelievable, though. I've never heard of anything like that. 150 bucks gets you parking, gets you entrance to the park and two meals. Yeah. Says lunch is pretty good there. I wonder what they have. I'm sure it's like burgers and hot dogs, chicken sandwiches, things right. like that. It's nature. a park. Yeah. What do you I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, what I know, do you, like, wouldn't you Wouldn't you like go and you're like, okay, you know, I had the burger yesterday. Today, Tomorrow I'll have the chicken sandwich. You get the chicken sandwich. You're like, well, I had the chicken sandwich yesterday. Back to the burger. There's always funnel cake. Oh, excellent job by you. Yes, Taylor. Good point, Taylor. Always nice job. Mm-hmm. There is always fun. Okay. Or you could be like true. me and just eat, you know, ice cream as meals. Really? Yes, all the time. <laughs> wow. I had it for breakfast a couple days ago. What kind of ice for cream? For breakfast? Really? Yeah, cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. So, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. Like, I've never had ice cream for breakfast. Um, although, I mean, I've had whipped cream for breakfast on, like, a pancake. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I just, I you know, I eat what I, I, I kind of eat what I want when I want to eat Yeah, it. I, clearly. Uh, now, let me ask you this. That is what you need to know brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. I do want to get to the calls here on OBJ and all that, and we're going to get into some Lakers talk with Kendrick Perkins. We're going to do a little flip-flop here. Keyshawn's got to go later. Per- Kendrick Perkins was going to go in his slot, so we're moving Kendrick Perkins up to 515. We'll talk Lakers basketball with him. I mean, the dude played with LeBron, Russ, and AD, okay? And he's our pal at ESPN. So, I mean... To get an assessment from anyone, um, you know, he's probably in line to being the best person we could chat with about this particular process they're going through. So we'll do that in a few minutes. So stick around for that. Plus, we got Lakers ticket uh, Thursday. So at 545, we're going to give away Lakers tickets as well. So make sure you listen for that. And then Keyshawn at 545 as well to talk OBJ. But um, I was having a conversation yesterday at the game. Uh, with with a colleague of mine who was telling us a story about, and he's married now. Is we just I don't know. We got into a conversation about uh, relationships for whatever reason, and he was telling me that he was dating this girl once. Uh, it was like maybe like five years ago, right? And that you know they were you know they did a little long distance thing or whatever, but you know they you know they're adults, right? They'd fly in to see each other all the time or whatever, blah blah blah. And when she broke up with him, she broke up with him on Facetime. And he respected it because, you know, a lot of people now break it up, people on text, right? Or just ghost you or whatever. It's like super weird. She was like, I want to see you face to face, even though clearly we live in different parts of the country. And I want to tell you to your face 
you know, why we're going to break up. And, you know, they're still friendly and all that. It wasn't like like some acrimonious uh, breakup, but it was just, you know, she wanted to move on. And, and he respected that. Linz, have you ever heard of anyone being broken up via FaceTime? Yeah, I feel like, especially during COVID, that was like a thing, right? A lot of mm. people would do like FaceTime dates and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I think that nowadays, if you're not going to be able to do it in person, I, I don't know. I feel like I'd be too scared to, to do it like on FaceTime or in person. And I might text. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've You've broken up with someone over text? No, I was just going to say, I don't know, because I haven't, I've only had like one real relationship my whole life. Oh. So I guess I wouldn't know what to do. Maybe I'm a bad person to ask about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> But I've heard of people doing it during COVID. I mean, people, my old roommate would do FaceTime dates all the time. So I'm sure if you're going to start dating someone on Facebook, FaceTime, you could probably break up with them on FaceTime. Yeah, I actually, Cap, what do you think? I, I feel like breaking up on FaceTime, like that actually is, is I can respect that a little bit because you have to actually see them, look at them in the eyeballs. You know, granted, it's on, over a phone, um, but like it's way better than doing it over text or something like that well listen if you don't live in the same place what am i gonna do i'm gonna fly cross country right. to break up with you and then i'm gonna yeah. get back on a plane hey i'll tell you what yeah. do me this favor meet me at lax okay meet me there uh park your car come into the terminal i'm gonna get off the plane i need to speak to you it's urgent and then you leave and i'm getting back on the next flight going home i'm just flying out to get off the plane to come tell you we're done you know what's interesting though that happened during covid since we're talking about this is how many couples i know that were like engaged to be married, they were living together, and then they were together all the damn time, and then they realized, I can't be married to this person. Like, I know, I have a friend, a couple, they were living together, beautiful house, um, and it looked like everything was going great, merged family, like second marriage. Dude, they decided we, we don't really even like each other. They sold the house, broke up, everybody moved out, and they're done. I've, I've seen it over and over again, where COVID either helped bring your relationship and make it tighter, or it absolutely destroyed it because you were together too much. Yeah, it, I mean, listen, it, relationships are weird, uh, and and yeah, you know what? I, 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 to me, in the digital world that we live in, and everything is digitized, I actually feel like I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I the, the FaceTime breakup. I am. I'm okay with it. Like, it, it, you know, especially if, to your point, right? You don't live in the same city. You know, you're you're doing long distance. Like, I get it. Like, yeah, I mean. Travel wasn't, you know, I mean, it's five years ago, it's pre-pandemic, but it's still, a, that's a lot to travel. You're going to fly across the country just to break up with somebody? Like, I, I don't know. I, I get, I, I respect it and I get the efficiency too, you know? But usually, like, when you break up with somebody face-to-face, -face, there might be, like, breakup loving, you know? Like, hey, listen, one more time just for old time's sake kind of thing. You know, you can't do that on, on FaceTime, you know? And, and also, you can't be, like, coerced to stay. No, don't leave me. Yeah. I'll do anything. I'm down on my knees. Listen, guys. Yeah. As somebody who, you know, a lot of my friends are dating. I'm not really dating because I don't really care that much. But I feel like even giving somebody the courtesy of, like, a breakup phone call is even, like, a big deal now. Because guys, when they want to break up with someone, they just stop talking to them. They just ghost yeah. them. They don't oh, even they do? tell them. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go to the phones here. People still want to chime in on OBJ. Let's go to Jeff in Thousand Oaks before we talk Lakers with Perk in the next segment. Uh, Jeff, what's up? Yo, Jeff, what's going on, man? You're on the radio. Let's go. Okay, maybe you're not. Jeff must have walked away from his phone. Jeff, hello. Line five, going once, twice, gone. Man. See, this is why I hate taking calls. I love, like, I like interacting with people, but I hate taking calls. Yeah, how'd you like, like interacting it, with everybody yesterday? How'd you like that? I thought well, that was fun. It was um, hilarious. There was but a I, picture yesterday, though, of me, you, Chris Morales, I yeah. think uh, Mason, 
Uh, I think Lindsay, and then all of a sudden in the middle is my man Omar wearing his Kobe jersey, just standing there posing down. And everybody's like, "So I know Sedano and Lindsay and Morel. Who's that dude?" I'm like, "That's Omar." That's we didn't it, get like a show pick, you know, with, well, we have with the Morales or anyone. Pick. No, yeah, I mean like we're, we're like Omar. standing together, like, "Hey, let's all pose for a picture." I don't yeah. know. Omar, you're my Omar, man. the listener. He was there you. in his Laker gear and his Raider yeah. hat. Yeah, he's a, he's a big fan of the, sh- of the station. Tell you what, I, I am so glad that we were out there yesterday, and I can't wait until we can do more of that because I so enjoyed the face-to-face, hand-to-hand interaction that we had with so many amazing listeners that were there in Downey yesterday. Everybody that was there, I just got to send you guys nothing but love because you were giving it to me. I want to give it back to you. Um, happy Veterans Day today. Happy Marine Corps birthday yesterday. And I'm glad we all had a chance to party together. And by the way, George, I was super impressed. You made it from Downey to Staples Center in enough time to get on the air yesterday with Sliwa and MT. I was still in my car schlepping, dude, battling traffic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 listen, I, I didn't even take the freeways um, to get there. Like, for the most part, I'm trying to think. Like, I did jump on the 710 for like a second. Um, but I took the, the, the uh the land roads basically there for the most part like i i mean i i i just i needed to get there as quickly as possible like i didn't want to miss like the beginning of the game and i also wanted to be there to like talk to people like that was kind of my thing i wanted to be there um so i can get there and and, and chat with people so well, you motor dude i was impressed i was listening to the radio i'm like wait sedano's already there and i'm only in orange county right now well it's okay i i took me a while to get there too because somebody rear-ended me when I was getting Oh, yeah, the she had an issue on the way there. They had to, oh, they had really? to, and then I hit someone, and then they had to, like, zip-tie my bumper, my front bumper back they on. They did do that, yes. Oh, no. So embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 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 not great. What a not pain in the tuchus. <laughs> it, it was a pain in the tuchus, yes. Could have been worse. For Lindsay, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I so I took the land roads, man. I was I was cruising. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was in and out, zipping around. It, when I was getting closer to downtown, you know, like this is what I, I had forgotten. It'd been so long as I did, like I drove through the streets. Um, you know, as I'm, I'm like flying down, like you know, 15th Street, and there's like stop signs, and there's like two way traffic, like four lanes, and I'm like, oh my god, there's no lights here, like, and I'm just like kind of looking, looking. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go, Vroom! and then I get to the next stop sign. I'm be like, all right, I'm gonna go until finally I got to Olive, where I could kind of turn and then get, you know, get closer to LA Live. But yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely uh, stressful because I wanted to get there by a certain time. Well, Lindsay, this is going to probably qualify as something where you tell me I'm giving you TMI. I had to pee so bad yesterday driving down uh, because I realized that we had been at, at Bastard's Canteen and I had a couple glasses of water and I was shaking hands and taking pictures and kissing babies and the whole thing, you know. And then I left and I was like, oh, my God, it's been like hours. And I, I literally had to pull off in uh, Ladera Ranch because my son, who goes to college down that way, was coaching his flag football team. So I'm like, where are you at? So I stopped at the park where he was coaching. So just so I could get out and go to the bathroom, see my kid, and then head home. So <laughs> That's hilarious. But you All right, were let's on the talk- radio. Speaking of, I, I, yeah, I made it there very fast. I was, uh, I was zipping through the city at that point. No, I wasn't messing around with the five or the, the 10 or any of that stuff. I was like, let's go. Land roads. We're going to get there. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I mean, you've never seen the movie, Kaplan. I'll tell you this. It was a movie I loved when uh, I saw it when I was younger. And then uh, as I've seen it, as I've gotten older, it's very, it's more campy. It's it's a little too campy for me. Like, Tom Cruise is just way over the top as this vampire. It's ridiculous now that I think about it, so. Yeah, I can't um, remember it not- at all, and I feel like I've definitely seen it. By the way, what a great afternoon to be on the radio here on 710. George, I don't know what you got going on, but right now I'm getting ready to watch the Dolphins and Baltimore, okay, Thursday night football. And I got yeah. college football over here, my Pitt Panthers against North Carolina. So I'm watching these games while Perk's getting ready to join us. Yeah, Perk's going to join us. I'm actually watching Philly and Toronto who are at the half right now in the NBA. But let's talk to Perk. Listen, Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, friend of the program, NBA champion, played with the big three here in L.A., LeBron, A.D., and Russ. So nobody is better equipped to have this conversation with us than our man Perk. So, Perk. Last night, I, I before the game, I was on these airwaves saying, I just want to see the Lakers show some fight, some competitiveness, mm-hmm. and be able to execute late in games, which they haven't been able to do. And I checked every box. What did you make of their performance yesterday? Well, first of all, I appreciate y'all having, having me on. Second of all, I'm right there with y'all. I got... I got two laptops on 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 on, on football. I got my I got the Toronto and Philly game on on television. You know I'm I'm all in. I don't leave my hotel room. But I will say this: that was the best win for the Lakers this season, and that was the best game by Russell Westbrook this season. And when you look at what the Lakers had to do, right? And I and I know Jimmy Butler went out early. I get all that. But the Miami Heat is still a good, is still a pretty good damn team, even without Jimmy. And I thought the Lakers did an excellent job of making adjustments on the fly because we know Eric Spoelstra, in my opinion, one of the best in the game today, if not the best in the game today. He was throwing zones out there when Carmelo caught the ball. Sometimes he was coming to trap, sometimes he wasn't. Now you know when I look at the Lakers and I look at Russ. Yes, he needs to cut down on his turnovers. We all know that. But I thought some of the plays he made down stretch, like the little uh, alley-oop to AD in transition, if he's thinking about his turnovers, he don't make that pass. But Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, embracing, embracing body language, welcoming, playing the center position, it's everything for the Lakers. And I think as the season goes on, He's only going to get better. Did you see those rebounds he was pulling down? Did you see how he was able to switch one through five pick and rolls? And on the offensive end, the way he's been able to be a dynamic roller, rim running to the basket, freeing up guys like Melo, Malik Monk, and, and, and Avery Bradley to have wide open looks because there's so much attention on Anthony Davis diving to the basket. 
I thought last night was a beautiful brand of basketball for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, and Perk, you know, we were talking about this earlier. We always seem to focus in on AD, LeBron, who happens to obviously be out right now and has missed half the game so far, and Russ. And we're always talking about how they're all going to fit. To me, the most exciting part of last night's win was when you get the type of contribution that you got from Malik Monk, 27 points. You got 12 from Ellington. You got 17 from Avery Bradley. My point is, is that we focused in on the names, but the other guys that have been brought to the Lakers, that was their best contribution last night. What do you say to that? I agree. I agree. And we already know, look, Malik Malik Monk has been scoring the basketball all his life, from high school to college. He's one of those guys that once he sees one go go in, it's a problem. And I thought collect, I thought he played with a lot of confidence. And for one time, can we give Frank Vogel some credit? Because I thought I thought his substitutions were on point. I thought the way that he had his team mentally ready, even when the Heat made a run and they went up, I think it was nine or maybe ten points. The Lakers still rallied back. And so going forward, you know, these guys are going to have to, to develop and have confidence. And I think that's a, it's a blessing in disguise that LeBron James is out right now because not only are the role players are going to be able to gain confidence, but Russell Westbrook is going to be able to gain confidence. What is the thing, though, Perk, that you still feel like they need, that you need to see more of? Well, you, you you know what? It's hard because they we talk about everybody else. Like when we talk about the Golden State Warriors, everybody's like, oh, well, they don't have – they doing this and they don't have Wiseman and they don't have Clay Thompson. The Lakers don't have Taylor Harden Tucker. The Lakers don't have Kendrick Nunn. Two young bodies that was going to be heavy in this rotation, they have yet to touch the floor for the Los Angeles Lakers. And when you think about a guy like THT, a guy that make things happen on both ends of the floor, energy guy, spark plug, a guy that could go for 25 a night, he is a key guy that they're missing. But when I think about the Lakers, the only thing I will say, their offense will take care of itself. They're number one in the league in pace, obviously. But just being committed on the defensive end, I want to continue to see AD at the five, Carmelo Anthony at the four, and continue to see them grow together on a defensive tent. Perk, you know, you just mentioned that phrase, blessing in disguise. That maybe it's a blessing in disguise that LeBron's out and it gives uh, Russell Westbrook some freedom to be who he is. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. My concern is this, and tell me what you think about it, is that when LeBron does come back and when THT mm-hmm. does come back, then it's going to take even more time because Russ will have adjusted to being Russ but now he's got to adjust to when LeBron's in the lineup. That That is my concern, is that it will take longer as guys come back. Can you tell me what you think? You know what? I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But but here's what I will say. The only thing I was really concerned about with Russ for as adjusting is not his three-point shooting, but his elbow shooting. And George and I talked about this on NBA Today. I said, you know, when was the last time we actually saw Russell Westbrook airball so many pull-up jumpers from the elbow? That's usually his bread and butter. So when I look at certain things, I'm looking at it now where I'm like, just let him get confidence to see shots go in. 
And once he had that confidence where he's seeing his shots go in and he's shooting the ball with confidence and it don't have to be threes, then I figured him and LeBron could figure things out. One thing we all know is that LeBron is a mastermind of figuring things out. Remember, during that championship season, LeBron, early in the season, LeBron and Rondo, they played a lot of minutes together. LeBron and Rondo didn't look good together. And then all of a sudden, when it mattered the most, when it got around April, when it got to, uh, when it got to March, when it got to the playoffs, when it got to the finals, all of a sudden it was like, hey, Rondo and LeBron can play together. And they just have to continue to build that chemistry. And I think Braun will be back in enough time so that they can build that chemistry. Because remember, real quick, the championship is not won in November and December. The championship is won in June. Perk, and again, we're asking you to guess, and you're not a doctor, but like you know, LeBron has this this. <laughs> uh, the, although you can play one on radio and TV, because I know you're you're good with that. Speak but with like, authority, Le- persuade us. Go ahead. Yeah, come on. Le- LeBron with this injury, right? This tor- this torso oh. injury that he has. I mean, I I haven't seen very many of these injuries in all the years I've been covering it. Maybe you are more familiar with it. Like, you know, originally it was supposed to be a week or two. It feels like it's going to be longer. Like they're being more cautious. Like, when is there a time that you feel like, because you said it's a blessing in disguise, but when do you feel like, hey, we need to have LeBron in the lineup? Like, when is that time the most appropriate? Like, do can we wait till, like, after Thanksgiving? Can it be Christmas? Like, what do you think? I, I, I strongly believe, I strongly believe that it, LeBron James will be back right before Christmas. I don't see LeBron James missing a Christmas Day game. Now Thanksgiving, I I would if I'm the Lakers, I'm not rushing it. But in my mind, right, and everybody, you, you, George, you know, I have a great relationship with Braun, but I haven't discussed this with him. I'm guessing if this was the playoffs, LeBron James would be playing. But right. it's not the playoffs, and he do have two other, you know, superstars that are on the floor that should be able to carry the weight. The Lakers have enough to make sure that they stay in playoff contentions until LeBron James get back, especially the way Carmelo Anthony is balling right now. Yeah, I was saying that yesterday. Like, if they were 8-3 and three going into yesterday's game instead of 6-5, and five, I don't think any of us would have had a lot of concern, but it was those two losses, terrible losses against Oklahoma City. Hey, Perk, you're here, mm-hmm. you're in town, you're watching football. Give me an opinion on this Odell Beckham to the Rams story. It's championship of bus. Obviously, like you can't, you can't, you can't go all in like this. You can't acquire Bond Miller. You can't pick up OB, uh, OBJ, and then you have him on the side of, of Cooper Cup, along with you know uh, uh, the Robert other Robert Woods. I can't yeah. think of his Robert Woods, and and have that much depth on both ends of the ball, and not go out and win the Super Bowl. So, which Sean McVay and the and the and the, and the, and the Rams are telling us that they're ready to win the Super Bowl this year, and it's going to be, you know, Ob obviously with Odell. I will say this: he better make this opportunity work. He better make this opportunity work because if this don't work for him, it can really get ugly after this. Yep, for sure, Perk. 
Always a pleasure, my brother. Thank you so much. Check out Perk on NBA Today. He's got a new podcast. (laughs) Him and Marcus Spears. uh, Marcus Spears. Mm -hmm. I almost said Mark Spears by accident. Marcus Spears and Perk. It's (laughs) Swagoo and Perk. They're going to be talking football, basketball. Download it wherever you find your podcast. Perk, I can't wait to hear it, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Carry the hell on. on. (laughs) That's my man right there. Carry the hell on. (laughs) <laughs> all right perk take care there he is kendrick perkins with us here make sure you check out his new podcast all right we got radio tinder we're back in three minutes this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, Linz, what do you got? All right, guys. So as I click my page here. All right. So we talked about this a little bit in our our pre-show meeting, but I want to get your guys thoughts about this on the air. So Scott Boris, who's baseball's most influential, I'm trying again, influential agent. He said that the sport was the victim of a competitive cancer caused by teams unloading veterans to accumulate draft pits, just like the Atlanta Braves did, and that their World Series was a direct result of others tanking. So speaking Wednesday at the GM's meeting, Scott Boris blocked or backed the demands of the Players Association for changes in the new CBA that, you know, the new one, this current one expires December 1st. Boris said, quote, we've seen the championship in 60 days. The rule allows teams to be less than 500 at August 1st and add four players, five players from teams that no longer want to, to compete and for very little cost, can change the entirety of the team and the season. Do you guys agree with Scott Boris? Swipe left or swipe right? Sedano. I'm swiping left on this. Like, Scott Boris, I mean, just stop. I mean, this is all about him not being able to make the money that he makes. That's what all – this is – to me, that's all this is about. Like, I don't don't even think – I think he's trying to be, like – slick about it but it feels so transparent that that's the case i don't know cap how do you feel i'm swiping left because just i got totally confused along the way there was so much detail there and you guys always give me such a hard time for being so long-winded i got lost in the middle of all of that okay so i'll break it down for you okay basically so the braves i think they were like in last place in their division right before the trade deadline so which was the end of july right but then at the trade deadline they went out and traded for a couple of players for teams that knew, hey, we're not winning anything this year, so let's get rid of these guys so we can get some draft picks. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And what's, what's new? What's what's new about that? Well, I mean, I guess a lot more teams are doing it now. You know, there was a lot of trade action. Right, so his clients are getting moved, and it's inconveniencing yep, him. Exactly. That's basically it. Well, he says it's listen, not fair. It's not. Well, look, not fair. Give me a break. The, who controls baseball? Really? He does. He yeah. does. That's right. Scott Boris controls baseball. Not Rob Manfred. Okay. Not anybody else. Not not club CEOs. Not owners. The guy who really runs baseball is Scott Boris. He moves his players where he wants them to be. You think he wanted Max Scherzer in San Diego? No, he wanted him with the Dodgers. That's why Max Scherzer went to the Dodgers. So I'm swiping left. All right. Next. All right. Uh, the eight team college football playoff expansion model is reportedly all but dead. According to Sports Illustrated, commissioners are considering a new model that appeases the Pac 12, Big Ten, and ACC. One athletic director told SI that it's only going to be 12 teams or it'll be back to four. CFP leaders have about two months to decide on either implementing an expansion that would begin in 2024 or they're going to have to shelve it until 2026. So remember, they proposed like an eight-team expansion this summer, and that's the one that everyone's just like, ah, no, we don't like that. Are you guys in favor of the 12-team college football playoff expansion? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going to swipe right. I am in favor of the 12-team expansion. I think four is not nearly enough, and the problem is we all wind up kvetching every year at the end of the year. It's all about Alabama, and it's all about Ohio State, and, and you know we, none of us seem to really like that. Um, with 12 teams, though, you're going to get in the, the Cincinnati-type team where the fans, we, we want to see Cincinnati upset the entire system, but the system doesn't want to be upset by a mid-major like Cincinnati. So I say expand to 12, and it is true. That is going to appease the Pac-12 and the ACC and the Big Ten. It's true. It will appease those conferences, but um, they're, they, they will have their best teams in it every year, whereas it's been so SEC-dominant, I'm all for expansion in college football playoffs. I'm, I'm, I, I'm swiping left, but for a different reason. I am for college expansion. I just think 12 is too many. Like, I don't think there's 12 teams worthy of that. I think eight is actually the perfect number, and it's so typical of college football to screw this up because eight will get you Cincinnati in this year, um, and it will get you your your Power Five conference champions and three at-larges. Like, you don't need more than that, to be honest with you, because 12 then all of a sudden, there's no drama to it. You know what I mean? Like, And college football is all about the drama of the polls or the BCS or the college football playoff. I, I do think it's unfair, the current system at four, but eight is actually perfect. Right, I, can live, I, I can live with eight, just by the way. I just think 12, just give more schools and more players more opportunity because you never know when a team like a Wake Forest, for example, who's 12 right now in the poll, what if they upset a team like Oregon or Ohio State? I just think yeah. that's that's where the excitement yeah, comes. Yeah, they'd be playing – well, I mean, I guess they'd have to – there'd be buys. You'd have to figure all that stuff out. Like, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch, a you know, like the number 12 team against the number one either. team. No eight, way. Eight is, eight is as far as I would go, yes. Yeah, I, I feel like it would be way too lopsided yeah, if you got yeah, 12. Yeah, eight is it. as far as I'd go. No buys. Let's go. One versus eight, you know, two versus seven, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right, next one. So the Warriors have been very cautious with Clay Thompson's rehab, not wanting to rush him back too quickly after two lost seasons to a torn ACL and torn Achilles. That said, Golden State just can't wait for his return to the lineup, and all indications are that he's been progressing well. So well, in fact, that he reportedly could return sooner than originally expected. 
Woj said yesterday on ESPN NBA Countdown that a target date for Clay's return will be set probably within the next couple of weeks. Do you guys think that Clay is going to be ready to go by Christmas? Swipe left or swipe right? Cap? I will swipe right and say that I do think Clay will be ready by Christmas, but I want to throw this in there. I would take my time. I really would. I know everybody wants to get him back, but right now Golden State is 10-1. and one. They've got the best record in the NBA. They're on fire. And as long as they're playing well and winning, I'd want to take my time because I'd want to have Clay later in the season and I'd want him ready for the playoffs. I just want to take my time. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors are really diligent about this stuff, so I'm swiping right. I think he'll be there. I think he'll be ready, and, you know, it doesn't mean – he's already said, just because I come back doesn't mean I'm playing 30 minutes. Like, they could just very much ease him into this thing, and they can take all season to do it. It's He's a very seamless player to plug in. All right, that is Radio Tinder each and every day at 5.30. Coming up next, two things. Lakers ticket Thursday. We're going to give you a chance to win Lakers tickets on the other side. Uh, Lindsay, how are we doing that? Just so we know, we're just going to do, like, a certain caller. We'll do – we can do our trivia question. Okay, we'll or do a we could do, question. We could, yeah, we'll, we'll do whatever you guys want. Okay. Um, I don't <laughs> I know how you want to do it. Let's figure that out quickly <laughs> okay. on the other side. Keyshawn is going to join us. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. <laughs> if I had to guess, uh, Key may have heard, crank this up a little more. He may have heard this song probably at some bar when he was at USC, like late at night, and they're you know they're playing the rock music on the jukebox. Key, did you did you have this one playing at some point? What the hell are y'all playing? First of all, when Morales was running our show and dealing with us when I was in LA, he played way better music than that. That's like I don't know what that is. That's what is what is that like? Alcohol drinking. Music where you stumble out of the bar and get into a cab? Pretty much, yes. Yeah, it's it's kind of end of the night. Yeah, but it's, Morales it's, it's did a much end. better. You guys, come on now. You guys can play much better music. And that is California. It's Los Angeles. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, really. Play some we, we generally do play good music, but, you know, we like to do a little rock music for Kaplan, you know, because we want Kaplan to reminisce from his old days playing, uh, you know, when he was the kicker at Pitt, playing with Lewis Riddick, you know? Yeah, but that doesn't that 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 doesn't get it, man. Come on, man. Give yeah, me some free. Drake. Give me something. Okay. Hmm. How about on the way out? We give you something. Is that okay? Go. Yeah, we'll do Drake on the way out. There you go. That'll work for me, Sedano. All right, excellent. Good. Well, while we have Key on here, and of course you can listen to Keyshawn, uh, Jay, Will, and Max each and every morning here, six to ten on seven ten ESPN, and you check out. You Key almost you, al- you almost screwed that up. I done been with so many different hosts, huh? <laughs> 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 I did. I had you heard me think about it, right? Like you heard me think I, about that. Hey, I, I, hey, it's my show, and I do it all the time. I'm like, uh, yeah, tra- uh, uh, LZ, uh, Sedano, uh, uh, Alan Hahn, uh, Zubin. 
<laughs> oh man that's funny that's good uh, so you can catch him there and then tuesdays on first take as well with Stephen a uh and and the crew there as well so and key is everywhere and you can check him out tomorrow right you're on you taped the thing with bob casas for his hbo show with casas and bomani right yeah bomani uh bomani and, and bob casas uh tomorrow uh it's 11 eastern so what would that be eight o'clock eight o'clock time yeah and it'll yeah, be so it was fun. I had a good time. What did you guys talk about, just out of curiosity, before we get to OBJ? In, NFL. I mean, okay. basic NFL topics and, and, you know, just diversity and how things go and the way people are being treated and just the Washington football team. And, you know, we talked about all those things. Yeah. I, the I things saw... that resonate in professional sports today. Yeah, I, I saw Morales sent me a picture, and uh, I saw you wearing a tie, so I knew it was very serious that you well, were there. Well, it's Bob Costas. I mean, you got to get dressed up, I guess. <laughs> it looks like, like, like my longtime agent, Jerome Stanley, says you up there looking like a crack Lester Hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, oh, so, Key, let's talk OBJ. I, I, you know, you and I have talked about him, you know, years when we did work together, and, you know, I always felt like you were kind of – Sometimes you you got him. Other times you were wondering. You would question him. Like, how do you feel about this move to the Rams? I, I think it's a great move. I've been talking to OBJ uh, pretty much throughout this entire process for him. Even when he was on the Browns, I was kind of having conversations with him and just kind of giving him a little bit of 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 you know mentorship, I guess is what you would call it, and just try to help him guide him through the process of the negativity and how to approach it and what's going to happen and the backlash and potentially in a fallout and all those things. So I think it's a great, great opportunity. A week ago, you know, I had them as the number one team that he should go to. Then I switched today and yesterday because I just started feeling like it would be more Green Bay, Kansas City based on, you know, having communication with him. And then I switched back to the Rams later on the day after having communication with him. And, you know, he really, really wanted to play with Aaron Rodgers. But at the same time, he also understood that there's an opportunity in L.A. And, and when you go with Eric Yarborough, the receiver coach, that's with the Rams, it's big time. I mean, he's a, a hell of a receiver coach. He's got Cooper Cup playing at an all-pro level. Robert Woods is special, obviously, uh, since coming over from Buffalo. And those are kind of the things that you wanted to let OBJ know that, look, you're going with Sean McVay, who is pretty good play caller, knows what to do with guys, but in terms of managing your personality, to be in a room with Eric Yarber, who knows who's from L.A., who understands who you are and won't try to change you and turn you into something that you're not, that's the type of person you want to be around. And he's going to give you all the tools to be successful within that offense, and you're going to win games, and you're going to be happy and in the end, George, it's really what it's about, right? It's about winning and being happy. Because if you're winning and you're being happy, tell me an athlete that wins and is happy, you know, winning and, and, and is happy, but then all of a sudden turns to sour grapes because he just doesn't want to be there anymore. When you're winning, you always want to be somewhere. And you always perform at the highest level. Keyshawn, what do you think OBJ's role becomes when he's inserted into the Rams' offense? One of their playmakers. Uh, his role will be extensive. It won't be like Deshaun Jackson's role was. Deshaun Jackson went in, and, you know, he didn't really fully understand his role. 
And I don't think that that'll be the case with OBJ. I think they're going to utilize him to another level where he's on par with a Cooper Cup, on par with a Robert Woods because of his athletic ability, his age. He's not like Deshaun was older. And it was only so much Deshaun could offer in offense. And he wanted to be able to touch the ball a little bit more, and rightfully so. But that wasn't what the Rams' plans were with him. The Rams' plans with OBJ is to utilize him for the maximum potential that he has, opposed to just having him clear things out for Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Keyshawn joining us here. Of course, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max each and every morning here on the station. Check them out on First Take on Tuesdays as well. Um, all right, so real quick, before I get back to you, Key, I just want to – I forgot we had people on hold. I promised people Lakers tickets. Right now, caller number 7, 877-710-ESPN. You win Lakers tickets. That simple. Boom. Oh, that's easy. Uh, caller 7. Yeah. All right, so now let, let me ask you this because obviously a lot of talk about OBJ today, and, and understandably so, but I'd love to get your thoughts on Von Miller and what you think he has left in the tank, Key. Well, he can rush the passer. And if you could turn the corner and rush the passer with – uh, what is it, Leonard Floyd and, and Aaron Donald and what they have and Sebastian Joseph or Joseph Day, got like eight names, but you got all those guys that can go and get the quarterback. Imagine what Von Miller gets one-on-one and what he could do turning the edge. Um, you know, he's a, he's a guy that can still play. And, and right now, all they need him to do is do what they couldn't get out of Clay Matthews Jr. a couple of years ago and I think Vaughn will be able to give them that when they went out and got another veteran in him, in Clay Matthews Jr., that they expected to have, you know, a miracle season. He played okay, but nearly at the level that they thought he was going to be at. But I think Von Miller can certainly do that. He's been in and out of the lineup for the Denver Broncos, but, you know, he's getting healthy. And to be honest with you, the Rams don't have to utilize him into the playoffs, as far as I'm concerned. Key, any skepticism at all, any worry about the possibility of Odell coming into this locker room and him not being as happy as you talked about? You know, you're happy when you're winning. But if he doesn't get the ball, if he's not used the way he wants to be used, Cooper Cup said you'll stick out like a sore thumb if you're not a great teammate in this locker room. Do you have any skepticism whatsoever? You've obviously had a lot of talking, a lot of conversation with Odell. Any concern at all about how he fits? Well, no, because he has never been a locker room problem. That's, that is something that's made up by the media. The media would like to take people and turn them into malcontents because that's just what the media does. He's never been a locker room problem. Teammates love him. If anything, they, they just gain themselves a leader that you wouldn't even think of. You, you just Because what you see is the sidelines, the kicking of the net, in the trade from – the Giants to the Browns and the relationship that never worked with OBJ and, and Baker Mayfield. That's what you see. But deep down in an inside part of it is he's a really good football player that everybody respects. And the coaching staff with the Rams, people respect that. Like I said, Eric Yarborough is a veteran wide receiver coach that's been in, been in around the league, whether it was at uh, Oregon State and dealing with T.J. Hushmanzada and Chad Johnson, or whether it was in Tampa Bay or San Francisco with T.O. Or, or, or here with the Rams or Robert Woods or at UCLA with Jordan Payton and those guys, when you have a veteran coach like that, he understands the pulse of that particular player. And that's the important thing. If you don't understand your player, that's when you have a real problem. 
Key, I got one more for you before we let you go, and thank you for the time. I know it's late on the East Coast, um, and you've been busy all day today. Man, I'm watching um, the game. What you think? I go to sleep? I never go to sleep. I don't know, watching, man. You, you, you got a lot of stuff pit? going on. You're getting you older, North Carolina right now? Is that the game you're watching? No, he's watching the Dolphins. No, right? I'm watching yeah. Baltimore. I'm yeah. flipping between Baltimore and George Sedano's Miami Dolphins. Yeah, they're yeah. terrible, the Dolphins. Yeah, come on, we'll watch my Pitt Panthers. You and I can talk. support the Pitt. Come on. Yeah, you and I can talk about that off the air. Well, speaking of college, uh, Key, who the hell is going to be the coach at SC, man? Your guess is as good as mine, man. I I thought we had an opportunity to, to pick up, you know, a few guys that's out there, but it seems like there are some extensions being laid out on a couple of these coaches, so we'll see. I mean, we still got we still got some time to, to uh, what do we got? couple weeks before the season's over so what we do you still want? got some time to figure it out who do you want like if you had you had well, your druthers you, you i want a coach that can uh, here here's here i go i want a coach that can certainly get us to the next level <laughs> and graduate the student athlete oh my god someone who's going to do everything within our power to get us back to the promised land and there's many, many qualified guys out there, and we certainly want to take a look at them. And Carol Folk, along with Mike Bone, the athletic director, will do everything within their power to scrub the deck to find the right person. You just you gave like me that, a Jordan? nothing burger, wow. and you no know it. You did that on wow. purpose, and that's yeah. fun. It's funny, but you did it on purpose. You gave me a right. nothing burger. A nothing burger with no cheese is dry. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You know why? Because you don't want me to germ spread like you were talking about with all those media guys with Odell. That's what it is. That's an impossible burger. It's not even. Yeah, you meat. don't want to know. You know, again, we'd like to hire a qualified coach <laughs> who oh can certainly graduate our guys and yes, move us to the next level. Yep. All right. All right. Well, I will, I, I'm calling that UCLA game. Are they going to win that game at least? Man, based on the way we play, we'd be lucky to be able to even get to the damn stadium. Okay. All right, fair <laughs> enough. All right. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, each and every morning, 6 to 10 here on the station. First take every Tuesday. Check them out on Bob Costa's show on HBO uh, tomorrow at 11, at 11 o'clock, uh, you know, or eight, actually 8 o'clock and 11 o'clock. It'll probably be replayed on HBO. All right, Key. It will be 11 Eastern, 8 o'clock Pacific. Come on, man. You've been doing this too long, Georgie. I, I know, but on HBO, they re air it. So it'll be on at 8 and 11. Yeah, that's true. Year. No, that's true. You could probably see it a million times. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch you in your tie. We'll, we'll see that. I'll be looking for the tie. There we go. All right, Keith. Have a good morning and a good All night. All right, buddies. See Later, ya. Dog. All right. There, there's some Drake for him on the way out. There you go. All right, we're done here. Uh, we got one more hour to go. Let's kind of huddle up and talk about what Key talked about there. Let's do that on OBJ next.